Yo, 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 what is up with it? It's your boy Brain bringing you another installment of Behind the Plates where we interview these dope-ass artists, ask about their music and their lives. Today we got Anotic in the building. What's up? How are you doing, man? Yo, what's good, bro? How's it going? Pretty good, dude. Just uh, another day in the coronavirus era. Right, right. Yeah, dude, it's it's definitely pretty crazy out here right now. Yes, sir. But, you know, we're just going to keep uh, trucking and we'll keep... Uh, keep doing what you're doing you know yeah, so yeah. uh what's uh what's the story behind anotic how that start um you know honestly like i originally got the name from like you know like i personally like really um enjoy like egyptian like like the egyptian culture and stuff like that and uh anubis was kind of like always one of my favorites so i kind of just almost did like a play on words for anubis and you know kind of came across um anotic which i originally thought you know i created that name but it came to find out it was like a uh it's like a scientific term uh, i can't remember the uh meaning behind it but you know i just kind of went with it after i uh started producing under it and you know here I am with it still, so I'm just kind of rolling with it. That's what's up. Cool. And, like, what was your introduction into, like, producing? Um. Well, you know, I came across, like, uh, FL Studio, I'd say, when I was, like, 13 or 14. I'm 24 now, so, like, I was um, creating, like, little beats and stuff like that, you know, just kind of, like, for fun and just dabbling around. Uh, I get you, man. Yeah, like, I, I, I started an FL studio also in high school. And, yeah, I was just, you know, putting together beats, you know, just finding sample packs online and just, you know, slapping stuff together. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Looking back, like, those beats were terrible. Oh, I mean, god-awful. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why did I do this? Like, hope no one ever finds my uh, my original page still yeah, up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's all good dude um in terms of uh i guess yeah production like who are like you know your inspiration or people you have respect for um i definitely have to say like uh as bad as it sounds or mainstream um ominous and trampa were really big um inspirations for me early on before i really even like discovered like the rhythm scene um, but like, as far as like the rhythm scene goes, uh, I would definitely say flick flick was a big, uh, inspiration for me. Um, that dude's sound design is just crazy. Like I yeah, really, I can, kind of, I can see that. I really enjoy like how he brings like the heavier aspects of like dubstep and still like correlates it, um, with like the rhythm style. So like, he's definitely been like a big inspiration for like producing for me for sure hell yeah all right all right and you, you said you already you produce on fl like I've, I've dabbled with it a little bit but like how does your workflow like look like or what's your process when you use fl so typically what i've done is like i basically work out of a template that i've created um dirty snatch actually um really showed me this um well, not really like showed me i was kind of already like doing it a little bit before but like basically what i do is, is i have like a 16 bar um drop with the drums already laid out it's just basic like you know 
uh, your kick, snare, clap, and a couple of hi-hats. And then I'll uh, basically, like, I'll open up Serum and I'll play around with some sounds until, like, I find a cool sound. And, like, I'll do a bunch of different variations with it. And then I typically like to bounce that MIDI out to, like, a wave. And then, like, I'll chop up, like, the wave files and, you know, play around with certain sounds. And, you know, like, I'll do a bunch of, like, stretching and different pitch modulations and, like, effect modulations. And, you know, that's typically how I start out my tracks. Um, and then, you know, I'll create a, a nice little drop out of that. And then I'll go from there on the intro to kind of feel the vibe of the drop. All right. And then I guess in terms of like your collaborations, is like, is there like a difference in like, I guess the mentality or like the process in that aspect? Um, I mean, I've in collaborations, like, you know, it's worked a bunch of different ways. Like sometimes like somebody will send me, um, like a pack of sounds and like, you know, like it'll have like their drums or whatever. And I'll create the track and then bounce that out and send it back depending like you know sometimes i'll stem it out or other times if the other artist is an fl we'll just like trade project files back and forth so it's kind of like easier on the workflow so it's not as frustrating um but other times you know like i'll send like a drop like with that kinetic track like i kind of um i basically made that's like it was actually originally an old project file um and i kind of redid it and i sent him that project back and then he laid down a flow and then he sent it back and vice versa so it kind of like it depends yeah by the way i love that track like <laughs> the first i heard i was like bro like black yeah. eyed peas that was literally. definitely a fun one to make for sure yeah uh <laughs> I just I remember like you know listening to it with my co-host and then he did that little uh will I am thing and I, it, it it killed me. Let's make some real yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> that shit was funny for sure. Yeah, I don't know that like that guy you can uh, come up with some stuff on the fly. Um, <laughs> in terms so you know. How's the scene like in a, in a, you know, are you from Atlanta, Georgia, if I'm correct? Uh, that's where I'm living right now. Um, I'm originally actually from um, Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, that's cool. I've been to Tennessee once. Yeah, it's a, it's an alright place. I lived there my whole life, so, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to enjoy it as much as, you know, everybody else coming in and visiting. Yeah, I went to uh, some country club. I think it was like Blueberry Hill or something like that. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Was, we just stopped some by just to like do the, the touristy things, you know. Uh, but yeah, what's the, like the scene like in Atlanta in terms right. of like electronic music? It's it's all right, you know. It's not Atlanta is more. You know, I'm not gonna say it's a bad place for music because it's not. Um, rhythm, in my opinion, just hasn't really made its way out here like it has in, um, other states, like, you know, like Florida or, uh, what is it, Philadelphia, they've got a pretty cool rhythm scene, if I'm not mistaken, um, in Chicago and stuff like that, but, like, it's, it's more of, like, a mainstream kind of scene, in my honest opinion, um, 
but I feel like it's definitely making its way. Like, you know, the big club uh, here called Iris, um, I've definitely been seeing a little more rhythm showing up there, so that's always cool to see. But I don't know. It's it's there, but it's not. Yeah, I understand. So is it like just like one like yeah. big company kind of throwing shows, or is it like is there other smaller promoters in there too? Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely other places like other companies throwing like smaller shows, but nothing that really you know reaches out like that one. But overall, you. like you know, it's like I said, it's definitely like they've had people like infect. Um, Shivers actually played there in January. Oh wow! Yeah, Graham Green showed up, so that was really cool. So I got to actually meet Graham Green in person that day. He's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been homies for for a little while, so it's it was definitely really cool to see him there. And it was more or less like a surprise because like nobody even knew he was he was showing up in Atlanta. Yeah, dude. Uh, he actually came to uh, one of the grind fests that we had here in Dallas. And it was cool. I got to kick it with him a little bit. Smoke. It was nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Milton, you are a nice dude if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I love Graham <laughs> Green, bro. He's he's the homie for sure. Speak good uh this is a good segue. Uh who are your homies in the scene right now? Ooh. I gotta I'd say like um Really, a lot of the people that I've been talking to the most recently is, you know, Casey. Big up's Casey. She's the homie. Um, Deck from Rough Records. He's a good good homie of mine. Um, a Million Wonk. Uh, I'd say... Trent Cass. Trent Cass is a good, good friend of mine. Dude, Trent Cass is dope. I remember first yeah. listening to his tracks. I'm like, bro... All this yeah, stuff was yeah. so clean. He's he's definitely a, a one of another big inspiration of mine early on for sure. Um, shit, dude, there's so many of them. Uh, Motar, you know, Wobbly Gang, NT, yeah. a lot of the Argentina fam, you know, Pepsi, Pepsi Gang, like uh, Poisonous. Um, yeah, I love all them dudes. Yeah, dude, it's the list. The list goes on. Honestly, like there's too many to honestly name. Yeah, don't don't feel bad if he left you out. You <laughs> know he has a special spot for each one of y'all in his heart. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> then, like I know this kind of going off topic, but like just rooted void audio is really giving me the opportunity to meet a lot of these cool guys, and you know, like we're all we're all really good homies at the end of the day. That's what's up. Hell yeah. Speaking of which, what was the like I you know inspiration behind starting like void audio? um well uh hollow what kind of really sparked it was just like me and hollow got really close like back in the day and um you know seeing him run havoc and stuff like that and this was kind of around the time when rhythm was really trying to you know it was getting a little bit bigger than what it was so like I don't know. I originally just like saw a lot of really good tracks that weren't quite getting the attention that they should. So like I brought the idea up to hollow about, you know, starting a little label and asked if you want to be a part of it. So like we 
brought up Void Audio, and, you know, he was really helping me out at the beginning, you know, like, getting it up and, like, um, getting some of these artists on and whatnot, but really my whole thing behind Void was just to really give a lot of the underground guys an opportunity to um, reach a bigger audience than they currently were. Cool, cool, cool. And, I mean, let's see, I, I remember looking back at, like, you know, the, the the artwork has definitely, like, you know, evolved over time. Oh, the artwork was trash at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, uh, what, was, what was the inspiration by the, the artwork? We're just trying to go for, like, that spacey feel. Well, you know, like, when we came up with the idea of Void, like, you know, Void is more or less like a uh, spacey term, in a sense. So, with that being said, like, you know, I kind of tried to, you know, stay with the vibe of the name itself. And, you know, yeah, it was definitely curated more towards, like, a spacey feel, for sure. And, like, I kind of, like, played around with artwork, like, like, in the middle, like, there was a transition where, you know, it went from, like, a spacey vibe to, like, I can't remember what it was, but it, it was not nearly as good and you know a lot of people were giving me feedback on it saying like they enjoyed the spacey vibe um more than anything else so you know i kind of just started going with that all right and then um you said you know you started this with uh cody like so are you still running it with him or is this like more of a solo thing now at this point you know it's more of a solo and you know at the beginning of it i won't say it was just me and cody because it wasn't like we were the original ones with the idea well i was originally one with the idea and you know brought it to his attention asking for help and you know like basically trying to understand what i need to do and how i need to set up things and so on and so forth so he kind of mentored me on that aspect but um dizzy and um micah um were also a part of it at the beginning Let's see i can't remember micah's um artist name it's been a long time since i've talked to him but uh the, we were the main four at the beginning for sure and then it kind of just like you know everybody has their own lives and things started dying off and people weren't able to you know make the time to put into it so it eventually went from me dizzy micah and cody to just me and cody and then now it's just kind of me cody kind of like chimes in every now and then when he gets the time but you know at the end of the day for the past like i'd say about a year and a half two years it's just been me solo and i guess where the challenge is behind running uh void honestly it's just you know consistency um you just got to make sure like like for me personally it's it's the consistency behind it cuz you know like i do I have my day job plus you know i'm always working on music when i get the chance so it's like doing it all um like i got to go and scout artists i got to find tunes for the next upload you know i got to sit t- i got to find time to make the graphics which the graphics isn't really much of a problem it takes me like 40 seconds to do that but <laughs> we just run off a template i just changed the name the artist name and the track title and the um 
track number and it's over. <laughs> Export it. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's a matter of just, like, you know, finding time to get the upload up, you know, throwing them in chains and promoting and, you know, like, consistency at the end of the day. You know, it's just a matter of staying on it and finding the time to get around to it. I will say one thing, though, I really enjoyed uh, for the AKEP, uh, the little video teasers you you, you made oh, yeah, for it yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's a lot of really crazy graphics going on there man yeah i appreciate that you know it's that's another thing i've been kind of you know dabbling on and learning it's something i want to start incorporating every week but you know again it's about finding time to do that and those videos can take time sometimes like i think i spent about a week on that video <laughs> plus you know yeah. i i take I've got other people I'm doing um, video work for at the same time. So it's like, for me, there's not enough time in the day for to get all these, these things done. Especially when I'm, you know, when I'm doing, that goes back to, you know, like doing problems I have, like doing this by myself is it's like, it's hard to find the time to, to manage it all at times. Yeah. I completely understand you, man. Um, you know, I, I also have a day job and then having to do, you know, I'm trying to come up with, you know, constantly create new content, you know, for the podcast. So that's why I came up with the interview series. You know, we're going to do this, you know, but in between episodes, I'm excited to see where this goes, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And like, honestly, shout out to Deck for, you know, introducing me to this because he actually talked to me about this podcast. Um, I'd say it was about a month or two ago. So, like, that was, that was pretty cool for you guys to reach out at the same time. Yeah, no, Dex has been a really huge help from, like, the start. Um, yeah, he's definitely helped us grow a lot. And, and I'm grateful to him, you know. He's a cool dude. He's one, definitely one of my favorite people in the scene, for sure. Super dope dude. You know, he's always down to to help out others. Yeah, man, for sure. Let's see here. And then, I guess, well. What was the inspiration behind doing the Portal Nightclub uh, Minecraft stuff? Um, you know, honestly, like, I've always wanted to, like, quote-unquote, throw some sort of event. And, you know, with the coronavirus going on and everything like that, um, I thought it would be cool to get together a bunch of the Void Audio artists <clears throat> and... Um, you know, create some sort of show, virtual show for others to enjoy while they're sitting at home, you know, because nobody's, a lot of people aren't really doing much right now. And, you know, that sucks. But at the same time, you know, it's cool to be able to bring some sort of like new content for people to enjoy from their homes. Um, but Tascon, I actually came across Tasconics, um running that, um, I'd say like two months prior and, you know, I was tuning into it and everything like that. And, you know, that was something new for them too, like doing a, some sort of like takeover on their platform. So they were just as interested in it as I was. So that was, that was definitely cool too. Um, so basically, you know, I put together a bunch of artists and, you know, um, we, we put that on. So that was really cool. That's crazy. So was there like a logistical like challenge? Cause these are artists from like all over the world or different parts you know, different countries. You know, like that was, that was one of the, 
uh, one of the problems we we encountered because you know I myself didn't really you know take into consideration like I had Casey you know from a different time zone in a different country apocalypse you know also same and evoid evoid actually wasn't able to show up you know because it was probably like four o'clock in the morning for him <laughs> apocalypse you know shout out to apocalypse um that man had to work a 12-hour shift and still woke up at five o'clock in the morning to show up for his set so <laughs> That was that was cool on that part, but yeah, no, that was definitely one of the challenges, um, and that was um, getting them on there. And you know, I understood from a couple of them, like you know, like Quiver wasn't even able to show up, but you know, he still made the mix, and we still made it happen regardless. Word. So you already, so you kind of already have an idea of like. If you were to do an event like this again, like what we need to do to make it like better for the next time? Yeah, it, whether it be just get all artists from the U.S. or you know, um, shit, dude, I don't even know. Like it would be, it would definitely be challenging next time to get like someone from overseas where you know it's it's ten p.m. here, but it's like four a.m. there, and you know, people who still are working their day jobs, it's kind of hard to you know show up for it. Yeah, no, definitely understandable. And then I guess one like last question in terms of Void Audio, uh, what's been like your favorite release like that you put out on your uh, platform? That's a hard one. <laughs> Dude, there's there's a lot like. Um, shit dude like honestly one of our recent ones with rain was fire and then uh uh squishy squishy had a on the, on the 8k ep it's definitely top five but dude there's just we've we've put out a lot of a lot of music on there that you know like most of the time the music I upload on there is like music I wish I could possibly make. <laughs> yeah, completely. Like, yeah, for sure, man. But overall, like I would have to say the the meta tunes that I've uploaded are definitely up there. Yeah, man. I wish meta was still. Dude, putting I out know stuff. it pisses me off. <laughs> I guess. I mean, so I, really, I mean, I love his uh, his funk project. Super dope. Oh but... yeah, dude. His lo-fi stuff is is absolutely fire. Yeah, man. But yeah, please come back, <laughs> dude. I've told him so many times that he, I'm really mad at him for not making Rotom anymore because it was always so unique. Yeah, definitely, man. I just uh, maybe one day, you know, once the the scene's in a better place, I don't know. We'll see. One can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess in terms of back to Anotic, uh, what's your favorite track you produced so far? And why? Um, honestly, I would have to say, as far as unreleased, um, it's this track off my upcoming EP, uh, for Rough Records. Um, it's called Death Chop. It's featuring, uh, Mag Mag for vocals. Um, nice. I don't know. It's just something different. Like, it's different from all the other stuff I've put out, and it's a lot heavier, but... I just like just the layering I did on it is a lot different than you know I typically do so it's just I don't know it's it's definitely up there um as far as one of my favorites like 
it's just overall different from what I typically make. And that's kind of what I tried to do for this, this EP was more or less just go like super heavy with it, but still like keep to the roots of like the rhythm style. And, you know, that kind of goes back to like my inspirations from like flick and stuff like that. Cause just, I try and not really replicate his style, but like, you know, kind of incorporate like the heaviness behind, behind the sounds. For sure, and it's kind of kind of a good segue. Uh, if you have any sort of dream collab, uh, who would who would it be with? Uh, like a specific collab or like multiple collabs? Multiple collabs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely uh, Bug from uh, Nang Gang. Dude, yes. Which which uh, we've actually we've talked about it a couple of times. Um. He's he, last time we talked about it actually he uh he told me once him and uh Chibs kind of get settled in their new place and he got some other projects knocked out he was he would definitely consider it so fingers crossed for that one cuz that that definitely was like one of my favorite artists it still is it's just he doesn't really put music out like he used to anymore yeah um, Definitely flick for sure. I feel like our sounds together would be insane. Um, Chamba, Akira, and I'd say probably Ionix. Man, you know, you want to hear something? So earlier today, I was on Ionix's, uh, I think his his Instagram live, just you know, com- you know, commenting like, oh, you know, interacting, and he's like. That's a funny name for a, a a page plate digger. Like I like it at the same time I hate it. Like, but that's a that's a, that's a real page right there. I'm like, oh shit. I hope he doesn't like you know ban me in the future. Yeah, no, he's definitely one of those people. He's definitely one of those people that are that are brutally honest, and you know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But yeah, I hope to like one day like talk to him, and be like, hey. Yeah, you got me misunderstood, man. I'm a, I'm a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely he's good people for sure. Up there with the no no foo foo gang, all of them are all definitely yeah. I love all them. People. Uh, if you had a writer for a show, uh, what would be on on it? Ooh, definitely some alcohol. <laughs> yeah. A bottle of Jack Daniels for sure, and some sort of pizza. But like I don't know, I I feel like I would definitely have probably one of the most simplistic writers. <laughs> definitely nothing too crazy like some of these artists. Like uh, who was it? Squanto, Squanto, Squanto had some like crazy shit on his, I believe. It's like some weird like vegan food or something like that. I don't know if I would be one of those jerks who'd be like. I want just all the green M and M's, you know, like, <laughs> just you know, force some poor person. Just be to like, like, I want all the fucking the orange starburst. Yeah, if I see any other color, I'm walking out. <laughs> nah, yes. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine doing that to anyone. That'd be terrible, bro. It's like the person going in charge of the writers, like spending two and a half hours just to fulfill. I used to promote for a company here. But I wish I would, you know, still doing that at times just so, you know, 
I get a chance to like hang out with these artists, you know, in the green room and all that. I, I'm just curious to see what the writers consist of, you know, when they come through town. Oh, dude, I'm sure there's some there's some gnarly ones out there and some off the wall requests. Yeah. <laughs> so besides producing and running this label, like what other hobbies and interests uh, do you have outside of music? Um, you know, like you were talking about the visuals earlier, that's been something I've been doing kind of on the side for fun. You know, I've been trying to offer that as a service as well to others. And, you know, that's been working out pretty well recently. It's been um, filling up my time pretty nicely, which, you know, in times like these, it's it's nice to have something to, you know, keep yourself occupied. Um, I do graphics as well. So like artwork and logos and stuff like that um i play xbox every now and then you know i don't really have too many hobbies to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) i I literally work i come home i work on music you know chill watch netflix it's all good dude yeah like outside of this video games for me yeah, Netflix. Yeah, it's not much, you know. Uh, Gengar got me into Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. And Dark Souls is a good one. I consume a life. Yeah, I played that for a little while. Yeah. I've beaten three, two. Oh, well, actually, okay. I beat three in the DLC. I beat two working on the DLC. And I'm yet to, I need, I still need to do, uh, beat uh, Dark Souls 1. But yeah. Yeah, I know. I think I got to the end of Dark Souls 2 and I got stuck on it. It's definitely a hard fucking game. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I I played the whole game with him. So, uh, like, okay, yes. Yes, he walked everything. Yeah, see, me and my roommate, we played it for uh, a couple months and I don't know. I either got tired of um farming shit or we just got stuck i can't remember because it, it gets it gets to the end where you gotta sit there and farm for souls just to be able to like upgrade your shit to even be able to to move on so have you done any sort of traveling for shows or like just in general uh yeah i was actually um like a few years back, I played a show with Trent Cast in uh, Denver. Um, and then my homies that I was staying with worked at the Black Box. So um, I was there one night, and one of the artists dropped off. So I ended up actually getting to play at the Black Box while I was in town, which was really cool. Um, and I was supposed to travel to Chicago for this headlining show um, a few months back. But with all this going on, you know, obviously it got canceled. But working on a rescheduled date for that currently. Um, supposed to go back to Tennessee for, I don't know if you've heard of the festival Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to um, play that as well. But I'm pretty sure that definitely got postponed until next year. So, um, yeah, no, that's really 
all I had going on. Um, hoping to play at Base Station soon. Um, I was actually, when I went up to Illinois to play that show, I was going to go um, discuss some things with uh, one of the guys throwing shows there. But that kind of fell through as well. So, you know, didn't really have too, too much planned for this year. You know, I was working on getting as many shows as I could. But right now, there's, you know, nothing too big in the works. Just kind of focusing on producing right now and putting out content. It's all good, man. Yeah, like... I don't know. I was supposed to go to a bunch of shows this year, you know, kick it with homies. But, you know, unfortunately, it's not happening. So, you know, yeah. just working on music, working on this, you know, or working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally feel it. Yeah, man. And then I guess, you know, once all this kind of, you know, once this virus stuff, you know, clears up, I guess, is there any places you want to travel to just, you know, for fun or just for the hell of it? Um, you know, it'd definitely be nice to go to the beach. <laughs> so probably visit Florida at some point um, for fun. Um, it would be cool, you know, like I stated, to play in Chicago. That would be a. I feel like that'd be a pretty cool place to play. They seem to really enjoy rhythm out there, and they, from what I've seen, have a pretty decent scene for it. So that would be sick would be really cool to you know play a show like in australia or belgium yeah dude australia seems like a pretty cool spot oh yeah uh, go perth sydney all mm-hmm. the, the yeah that's just a beautiful city in itself yeah man shout out to shocks you know like I, it's, it's cool you know like go perth play some rhythm i don't know like just just traveling anywhere outside the United States, getting a different perspective, I think it should be just an overall cool experience, you know? Oh yeah. Cause I've, I've honestly never really been out of the country. So, you know, that'd be a, like you said, a really cool experience in itself, regardless if, you know, I just went to visit or, you know, play a show, playing a show would obviously be a plus, but Sydney, Sydney and, you know, Perth would like definitely be a dream to visit one day for sure. Yeah, man. And, you know, kind of you know to wrap things up um what are some like mistakes you see like up and coming like producer djs making or like what advice would you give to people you know some of the things that i see a lot of them getting is you know like and it's not really just like the upcoming people it's more or less just in general like the egos in my opinion you know can really um mess someone's career up and, you know, I feel like, you know, staying humble definitely speaks for itself and it goes a long way um, to others. Um, you know, if you're just starting out, don't don't worry about what everybody else is doing, you know, just kind of do your own thing. And, you know, if you think it sounds good, then, you know, run with it. And at the end of the day, you know, some of these guys that are starting out, I mean, this very nicely, you know, like your music's going to suck. It's not going to sound good for a while, but that's just part of the process. You know, you just got to keep working at it and perfecting the little things. And, you know, the little things go a long way. Like, um, 
I don't know. Really just overall do your own thing. Stay in your own lane. You know, don't try and copy what someone else is doing. And just stay consistent with it and you'll eventually get there. Yeah, be true yourself. Exactly. For sure, hell yeah. I don't know, right. you know if that was solid advice or not, but you know, like No, I think I think, you know, everyone needs a reminder, you know, yeah. of to to eat a piece of humble pie, you know, it's all good. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, bro, I don't know I don't know why I said pie. I think I'm just hungry. <laughs> but yeah. Food dude, does uh, sound pretty nice right now. Yes, sir. Um do you have like any sort of news or announcements you want to include here? Um I know I kinda mentioned the Rough Records EP. It's that's gonna be um something that comes out hopefully in the near future. I'm actually wrapping that up. Uh, I got um, Mag Mag's vocals back today, so I was kind of playing around with that before we uh, got on here. Um, should see some Catch Anotic collabs releasing very soon. Um, waiting to find some homes for those. We got a handful of them. Um, uh, let's see, what else do I got? I gotta. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start releasing a bunch of things I've been sitting on on my personal page here in the next month or so. I'm kind of finalizing a bunch of products or projects. Um, but really, I don't. That's that's honestly about it. Word. And then, is there any particular track you want to outro the interview with? Shit. Yeah. Uh, we can. I'll send you this uh this little uh VIP of this NT collab that we just released on the um, Rhythm Dubstep Society compilation. It's definitely uh up there with some of my favorites that I've produced. So we can we can run that. I think the people will enjoy that one. Yes, we do this for the people. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, it's, yeah, dude. Just want to thank you for taking time out of your day uh, yeah. to do this. Yeah, man. I appreciate you for having me on this. This is cool. I've one of the, I think this is honestly the first little interview I've ever done. So it was definitely something new for me. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Sweet. I think I've already sent you the artwork for this, right? Or like what it looks like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. I think I, uh, checked out the Casey, uh, interview. So yeah, it, it's definitely dope for sure. Yeah, dude. I spent so much time on Photoshop trying to get that right to create that little like aesthetic, like uh, I don't know the the Emmy Ice, Emilia Wong, DJ Young Vamp, like that funk, like trap tapes kind of kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I fucks with it for sure. It's definitely dope. Ah man, dude, that's why. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that was. Yeah, just thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course, bro. Again, I appreciate you having me on this. This is this is definitely a cool experience. Uh, do you have anything you want to say to the the listeners right now? Um, no, I appreciate everybody supporting my music. You know, sometimes a lot of it is really cool to see like people enjoying something. You know, I sat in my bedroom making, so you know that's that's always neat to me. Um. Yeah, just 
Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, this is a, this was a Nautic on the episode right here. I'll link all of his social media in the area below. Uh, yeah, we'll link everyone's social medias. You know, well, we got we'll get his uh, his personal page, his the Void Audio page on there. So, uh, you know, if you want to listen to more Nautic or you want to listen to the stuff he, he drops on the label, then uh, just hit the links below. Uh, this is your boy Brain right here with another installment of Behind the Plates. Thank y'all for listening. Hit that like, repost, and share button. And let's just run these numbers up, all right? Woo! Last mistake, they